when I talk about 64% of Americans live where there's, you talk to these recycling companies and they say, well, it's not profitable because I have to take it and then I have to resell it, especially with plastic. Since there's so much out there, it doesn't make sense. It's a lot cheaper for me just to throw it away. I step back and I think to myself, when you think about the national interest, we subsidize Amtrak, we subsidize the Postal Service, we subsidize the tobacco industry. I mean, to me, it's really not that much of a stretch to say, hey, let's help and subsidize this industry so everything does get recycled and it's not 5% of what we make. And cans, 35 to 45% of cans, after decades of us talking about recycling cans, it's still only 35 to 45% of them are being recycled. Half of them aren't even being recycled. So part of it, it's not people. People want to recycle. This, this infrastructure of an industry that we've created where it's not profitable for the hauler to actually turn it around and get it recycled. Welcome to Care More, Be Better, a podcast for people like you who care about the social impact of conscious companies and everyday heroes. Hear inspiring stories from those who put people and planet before profit and personal gain. You'll learn how you can make a difference, vote with your dollars, and get involved today. Here's your host, Karina Belizzi. Hello, fellow do-gooders and friends. I'm your host, Karina Belizzi. Did you know that 9 billion, that's billion with a B, plastic bottles are created each and every year, and only 5% of them actually ever get recycled? You guessed it. Today, we're going to talk about the ubiquitous use of plastics and how you can minimize your plastic footprint. On this journey today, I'm joined by the Chief Revenue Officer and Sustainability Lead of Boxed Water is Better, Rob Keenan. Rob is charged with expanding Boxed Water's core message and empowering consumers to make a statement that sustainability matters. His extensive experience is rooted in storytelling through omni-channel campaigns. In his role at Box Water, Rob leads the brand's trial and awareness efforts, digital opportunities, and retail experiences. In prior leadership roles, Rob has built true lifestyle brands for food, apparel, and footwear companies, all industries that are also making the move to more sustainable living. I am so pleased to introduce you today to Rob Keenan. Rob, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you, Karina. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I know in our initial conversation, we had a bit of a debate, but before we get into that topic in particular, I would like to start with your origin story. Really, what brought you here? Well, I'll start with Box Water's story. Box Water has been around for 13 years, believe it or not, and we were the first sustainable alternative to plastic water bottles and aluminum cans. We are located in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it happened 13 years ago that some young individuals saw the ubiquitous plastic everywhere. They were actually at a concert and started to look at different alternatives. And us being in Michigan, we came up with the, I did not with it, of using a carton. Cartons are obviously made of trees. You can grow trees. Bottles are made out of plastic. You can't grow plastic. You can't grow more aluminum. So it's the truest sustainable alternative to plastic water bottles and aluminum cans. I personally have been following this company from the beginning. And my personal journey is that I went through your typical life where you find your job, you make your job. I've worked at companies like Timberland and Hug. And you get to a point in your life where you realize, like the, in my case, the world doesn't need me to help them make more shoes. But it would be nice to try to help with some of the real problems going on in this world, That some of which I created when I was young, which is plastic pollution. And, and what can we do to, to walk away from this incredible, like you said, it's a million bottles 
a minute are being made. And one of the three numbers keep me going in this job that I think is fascinating. The bottles, like you said, I mean, 5% are being recycled in plastic in general. That's down from 8% despite all the, the conversations that we're having. So the human race is not doing a very good job. And what really gets you thinking is that it takes 12 minutes on average to drink a bottle of water. That bottle, when it ends up in a landfill or in the ocean, lasts 700 years before it breaks down. It never really breaks down, as, as you know. It becomes microplastics, and while it's breaking down, it starts to resemble food, and so marine animals are eating it and not and dying, eating this pollution. And so you step back and you think, 700 years, if Leonardo da Vinci painted the Mona Lisa, grabbed a bottle of water and drank it and threw it out, chances are that bottle would still be in existence. And that's something that every day here we at Boxed Water are, are trying to trying to fight and, more importantly, raise awareness and education and get people to realize that there is an alternative. Well, you have me when it comes to plastics. I'm very concerned about the fact that so much of our food continues to be packaged in plastics. I mean, even just trying to go to the store and get a package of blueberries or something to that effect, dealing with a clamshell. And that's even in locally sourced fruit. I mean, I'm here in Santa Cruz County. Watsonville is where much of the raspberries and blackberries that I even see when I'm on vacation in Hawaii it comes from there. And we have these standard clamshells that are used for every single package. And you know what? I bet you can get through a raspberry container in about 60 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I know know you can. I know I have. (laughs) So that many years to decompose, the fact that that also ends up not being recycled, even though it's made of virtually an identical plastic The fact that even when you go to the store today, like I went to Costco a couple weeks back and I noticed that they had pomegranate that's, you know, taken out of the fruit in these little plastic containers that they're selling at what might appear like a good price and discount to you when nature creates the best possible package for that pomegranate in the first place. And yes, it might be a little tedious to eat, but guess what? That's half the joy of it. You're digging into it. You're exploring this amazing fruit. And the pomegranate itself keeps those kernels fresh for a long time. So we're introducing plastic in places that we shouldn't. And in the case of plastic water bottles, I had assumed that by now we were producing far less. I had assumed that by now the recycling equation was getting a little bit better, at least for the standard clear plastic that told so many times over is recyclable, reusable, not downgraded too far, could end up being, heck, my graduation gown from Santa Clara University. I got my MBA a couple years ago and on the packaging for it is this is made from a soda bottle. As for example, right? Yeah. So given your experience also on the textile side of things, what do you have to say about this? It's amazing. I've done so much research now since I've been here. I've been here for six years and every day there's a new learning. And so much of what you say is true. I mean, we as a community, we're plastic blind. I mean, I do this for a living. So I would encourage everybody at one moment to just stop. When Next time they go to a store, from a Costco to the natural food store, stop in the beverage aisle and just blink your eye and look at the miles of plastic that you will see. Not only miles linear, but also stacked up. One of the things that's very disconcerting that you don't know 
I grew up thing, what's wrong with plastic? You can recycle it. Food grade recycling products, you can only recycle six times before it degrades and then you cannot recycle it anymore. So it's not even infinitely recyclable. Oh, I'm encouraged by a number of things. Number one, I'm encouraged. I'm an older individual. I'm encouraged by everybody who I see who's who, the younger generation who's talking about this. When I was growing up, this was never an issue. We never talked about it. And that's why I jokingly say I'm trying to end up after my own mess. The fact that when we do our research, 70 to 80 percent of people under the age of 40 and 40 seems to be the cutoff is aware and preferring to make a move away from plastic or, or at least in embracing and will spend their dollars like your podcast suggests. Spend your dollars. Your dollar is your vote on sustainable companies. The textile industry, the fashion industry, am overwhelmed by their positivity. So there's companies like Rag & Bone, Madewell, DVA, DVF, AG Jeans, who have all stopped giving out plastic bottles in their stores and they're giving out boxed water. And one of them said to me, which I think is wonderful, is we give out plastic bottles and, and a lot of our consumers, they recoil and say, this is like handing me a pack of cigarettes. What are you doing? So the awareness is there. The other story I always like to tell with, with AG Jeans, for example, AG Jeans, this is insane. They used to go through 6 million gallons of water every day in making their denim. They spent a couple million dollars on a reverse osmosis machine that now cleans out all their water, so all their water is reusable. This cost them a couple million dollars. They're doing, there's so many industries that are doing what's right and spending the extra money because it's the right thing to do. And the best part about it is when they launched this, it was so successful and the consumer feedback was so good and they're a for-profit company, their sales were so good that they are now doing more and offering more and going even more back upstream into other areas where they can be more, use more renewable materials, where they can recycle their, their denim and so on. So, so again, the voting of the dollar is what, is what matters. I can, I can give you a number of, of companies that have basically said, you know, we did this little pocket program and it was so successful that now we're expanding it across the line. And I, so I think there's a lot of hope ahead. So let's talk about the materials that you are using in boxed water. I had assumed like a milk carton that it isn't really recyclable or compostable because they tend to be coated in things like waxes and things like that. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? What makes it different? And then I have a couple stories to share. Yes. No, that's a great question. And actually, I will call out something that you mentioned last time we spoke that I think is that, that I think is important. Our name is Boxed Water is Better. And that is specifically and humbly said we are better than plastic and aluminum. We are not better than refillable. Um, our carton is refillable, but the best thing you can do as a consumer is actually go to the sink. If you have a Brita, if you have some sort of, use your filter, make sure your water is safe. You can have it tested for free at your local municipality, but refillable is the best. And then we say we're right, we're a bridge product in between having to, to go and, and reach for a plastic bottle. And then we, we encourage everybody to be using the refillable. Um, one of the most common misconceptions is that we, we are the same as a milk carton. We are not. Milk cartons are materials that are covered in wax. And you'll know the difference because milk cartons you always find in the refrigerated section in your grocery. You will find us in the non-refrigerated non area as well as refrigerated because we're what you call an aseptic carton. And an aseptic carton is a carton that can be stored outside of refrigeration and still remain fresh. So your soup cartons, your wine in a box, us, your juice boxes, they're all aseptic. And so in basic terms, that means that there is 
There is there is a layer, a thin layer of plastic. Our plastic is bio-based. It's based from tree waste. Our plastic cap is actually is using the waste, not for profit, not a cash crop, but the waste from the newspaper industry. Oil is extracted from the tree pulp that's wasted and created this cap. But there's a line, there's a lining, a thin lining of plastic. There is a layer of paper, and then there's a thin layer of aluminum. The aluminum is one-tenth the, the thickness of a human hair, so it's extremely thin. And the whole product is then folded together. And like origami, it's then it's folded flat, it's shipped flat, which reduces the carbon footprint. And then at our filling station, we pop them up, and then we fill them up with water. That's how the, the box is made. And so as a result, it is 100% recyclable. It is recyclable in 64% of American households. Another thing that we're working on as a disruptor brand is we're working with all the recycling groups and municipalities across the country, those that are interested in. Ten years ago, this carton was only recyclable in about 50% of the households. It's now up to 64%. I'm pleased to say California is up. 79% of people who live in California, hopefully you included, live in a, in a town or municipality where this carton can be recycled. And our goal is obviously to get to 100%. So it's 100% recyclable, it's BPA-free, and then the water itself is eight times reverse osmosis, filtered, it's won awards for its crisp, clean taste. And I think that's all I can say about that. It was a lot. So I feel like you went over this specification sheet for what your box material is, which is nice. It's comforting because I didn't know, for example, that you had any plastic. I didn't know that. I also didn't know that the boxes contained aluminum. I do happen to know that they are recycled here in my municipality. And the reason I found that out is my husband kept coming home with your boxed water carcasses. I'm calling them carcasses because he just littered his truck floor with them. And I'm going, what is all this? And then he just tossed it in the blue bin. And I'm like, I don't think these are recyclable, honey. Like we can't recycle tetraplax here, which is what most of the nut milks come in. So it's one of those things that's kind of really puts a bad taste in your mouth if you have to put that in the garbage as opposed to the recycler. And so he actually gets them free at his work. He works for a company called Joby Aviation. They're doing electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. Like the idea being that this will be like the Uber of the sky. And the whole concept is saving millions of people two hours of commute time a day, right? Like they could get in <laughs> one of these long-term live in the day of the Jetsons and just be transported to a helipad or a parking lot and then get in an Uber for the last mile or walk the last mile. Who knows? So, And it's cool that they give out boxed water as opposed to a plastic bottle. Yeah. Well, it fits with their entire ethos because they really are trying to be a company that is both carbon negative and that helps to be part of the solution of our global climate crisis while also solving transportation issues for people. So it's really interesting work. He loves his job. I will say most of the people that work there are also Patagonia fanatics. Like they all have their Patagonia jackets and things that they wear. 
I'm told recently that they have moved to North Face as the brand that they love. And some of their employees are like, I want Patagonia. Oh, you mean the company moved and the people are still saying, I let that move too fast? No, for their promo items. Like they get t-shirts and jackets when they sign on as an employee perk and things like that, right? So Because we had to stop using Patagonia. Patagonia as a company said they no longer are going to do any cross promotions, any promo items. And it makes sense because their point was we don't control it. And so I'm making this up, but like Exxon, they don't want Exxon and their logo on the same shirt. Now, but I was just informed within the last 30 days that they've changed their mind and they will be offering them again. So I had one of our employees tell me that they wanted to use Patagonia. So it is now curated. So your husband's company surely will be allowed because it's, it has a good mission. I'm not speaking on Patagonia's part. Legally, I don't know what their criteria is. No, I don't either. But I think it's just, it's interesting because people have become so entrenched in the brand. And I think that some of them are, have started to feel that way about boxed water too, because they hate using plastic bottles when they're out. So I also noticed that your brand is offered at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. So there are other locations like that in my local area where I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Boxed water is better. But what about aluminum? And so we get to have this debate again. (laughs) (laughs) And now I know that your boxed water also includes some aluminum. Let me do two quick things, if you don't mind, because you touched on two things that made me that I'd like to mention. One is about brands and loyalty. So two of the things that we do that I think I think it sets us apart, a lot of companies will hire, especially in the beverage industry, and you know the beverage industry, they'll hire celebrities and they'll hire people to talk about their goods and say how great it is. So Pete Davidson now is, is, is talking about smart water, or, and that was Jennifer Aniston. We, a few years ago, decided not to go that direction. We didn't feel like that was an authentic approach. We instead, every time you post a picture of our box and, and put it online, on your social media feed with the hashtag Better Planet, we will plant two trees in a national forest. So our money is going towards trees. We planted almost 1.5 million trees now completely for free for that reason. And the only reason why I bring that up is because that that's to me is the Patagonia mindset where you make a great product, but people buy your product not just because it's good, but also we they know your money is going to something that's good. Obviously, we know that they, they protect our lands and do so much more. That, I think, is really the the secret to our success is that we're more than just a box of water. People know, and it's actually beautiful because if you go to hashtag Better Planet, there's a whole community of of people, artists and, and parents teaching their kids about reforestation, about planting trees and sustainability. So I think that loyalty, heck, I think that if I think more companies need to do this because I think today's consumer is voting with their dollar. And it's more than just a pretty picture of a model drinking your product. It's, all right, that's all fluff. What's really going on with your product and what's really going on with your brand? So that, And I wanted to bring that up because I think it's, before we move on, I think that's an important piece of what your care more, be better. What, you, what you're trying to convey is, hey, research the brand, find out what values they have, and then vote with your dollar based on that. Well, and if you have to go out and buy water for any reason, that you're using one that's more responsible. I'm also heartened by the fact that when I now go to most airports, they tend to have refill stations. So I can just travel with my Care More Be Better water bottle. I actually have one. 
that's branded with my podcast name. And it enables me to open conversations with people as well. You know, it's not that difficult to do. I'm encouraged by the fact that in spaces like in Paris, France, they have refill stations for the public. So there's less people going out and just buying a plastic bottle to then end up putting it in the recycle bin, but you never know what happens with it or just throwing it in trash because so many people do that too. You go to Yellowstone and, the, and you see more plastic bottles stacked up than anything else. It's, it's very discouraging. So, so anyway, thank you for that. I wanted to sneak that in. And, and now we can talk about the other side of the coin, which is which is aluminum and the aluminum cans, which we also feel is, is not a good alternative for, again, the, the 16 seconds it takes to drink a drink bottle. So many companies now from Coke and Pepsi and, and others are saying, OK, plastic is bad. Consumer, we're glad you're aware of that. Here's the alternative, which is aluminum. And we, again, believe that 60% of cans are still made with virgin aluminum, and aluminum is still made from bauxite, and bauxite is not a renewable material. So it's, again, something that is not sustainable and is just as bad for the environment as as plastic. Well, I think we could debate about just as bad. But as it stands right now, I mean, one of the things that we shared in this initial conversation we had, I was like, well, I don't think it ends up being as much litter in the oceans as you see from the plastic world. That being said, most of the ocean plastic waste that we see is actually coming from the fishing industry. And most people don't know that. So the land mass, essentially the size of, I think, Texas or France that's floating in the middle of Pacific Ocean, it's called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, is mostly fishing nets. Ghost nets, they call them. Some of them, they end up getting lost in storms. So it's a non-intentional loss. And in other cases, they just leave them because it's beyond repair and it's too much weight or hassle to bring back. And so they end up collecting at these spaces. And then any plastic that does float at sea ends up kind of connecting to and becoming a larger part of this mass that's essentially like its own island at this point. And so I was not aware that we were seeing some of those same issues with aluminum cans in the bottom of the sea. And I pushed back in our initial conversation, like, I'm not sure this is a problem. I don't see cans in the oceans. And then you found a study to share with me. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I was. Well, no, and you were great because this was what's beautiful is you learn from each other. Because you said that aluminum is pH neutral, so that goes back to it can't be worse than plastic because plastic has problems and it affects the pH. But then it was it's fascinating to me. So so I went and looked. So one of my beliefs that I've seen is that aluminum cans are being are being dumped in. And, and this is my belief is that we don't talk about aluminum as much as plastic because aluminum doesn't float. It goes to the bottom of the ocean. And you raised a great point. You're like, well, I scuba dive. I've never seen it. But at the same time, we know that cruise ships are actually dumping cans and everything out in the areas where we don't dive. So it is happening. But more importantly, what I found was the University of Pennsylvania did a study, and it's fascinating. They said that the aluminum, when it's mixed with, with salt water and various other, other conditions, hurts the freshwater algae, which, and algae obviously is food, but also generates oxygen for, for marine life. And then it also affects in the salt water it affects marine life. It'll affect. This is what's. This is what is amazing to me as just a somebody who's not a marine biologist. It actually affects and can asphyxiate marine life that uses gills to breathe. So fish and and others, and it does so because somehow it affects the pressurization of the water that goes in and out of the gills. So it is harmful to 
marine life just by virtue of it staying long-term in the water. And then the other thing that this study said that I hadn't realized, not only is the pollution from the cans that we throw in there, but also, it didn't even occur to me, the runoff and all the materials from the smelting and the red mud that's created when you're actually doing the removal, the strip mining, is what's causing a lot of the bleed off and killing a lot of the algae in the ocean. So there are, again, you just look at this can and think it's so benign, but what it takes to make this can, one of the stats that we've been able to dig up is that 33% of the world's electricity is used in the creation of, of aluminum. I won't say aluminum cans, of aluminum. The extraction, the strip mining, as well as the smelting, and then the rolling and then the molding requires a tremendous amount of heat as well as electricity in order to create it. There's an enormous carbon footprint to that side of it. And again, just to have a can of water, that's, the math doesn't add up. And I think the big distinction here is really around reusable versus single use. I do think that aluminum, generally speaking, poses a better alternative to plastic when it comes to things that are, again, multi-use. You know, I think about things like the supplement bottles that I have that can I can spray in my mouth or even I've seen some creative use of aluminum in personal care products. So if you think about these items and say, okay, this this is recyclable. And one of the benefits of aluminum is that of the aluminum that is recycled, something like 99.9% of it can be used again as long as it goes through that recycling. But every time you recycle anything, be it glass or plastic, there's energy use. And so where is that energy coming from? There are chemicals that are used. Where are those chemicals coming from? Is it something where it's melded with virgin material? Does it lose some of its tensile strength? I mean, all of these things have to be considered. And I think as we build the future that we want to live in, we need to think about use of materials, reuse of materials, and whether when we create a new version of it, is it a recycling or is it a downcycling? And while there is some research that's kind of happening at university level that is really budding and interesting around potentially even returning plastic to its like a virgin state so that it can be reused with that same kind of application again, we're not at commercial scale for those things, then I'm personally not confident that that's the best path forward either. It's like there can be unintended consequences from any of these technological advances in a way. And notwithstanding too, things like the mining of, of bauxite and things like that as well, which I just don't think we generally think of, especially as you have brands like, I'm forgetting that one that came out, but Jason Momoa did a brand of aluminum can water, a big PR blitz around that. People are glomming onto it because they just like Jason Momoa and it sounds like a good story. Great. And perhaps not best. There was also the story, I'm ever forever kind of perplexed at how many water brands there can be. And Expo East this year, and this is something I shared with you before, but at Expo East this year, I was touring the aisles and this one brand kind of stopped me in the tracks. There's been more water companies coming out that are making their water look like beer cans, right? So the liquid death example, or maybe it looks more like an energy drink. But in this case... I saw one called beaver water. And I was like, what is the story with beaver water? And so I stopped and talked to one of the founders and they basically told me that they were tongue in cheek, play on words with a woman's beaver. 
And I'm just like, I don't resonate with this brand. And and you bros with your flat brimmed hats should maybe go on some other adventure. I'm personally saying I don't like that brand. I don't like the ethos. I don't think they have any reason to exist. And I think there's so many brands like that that are out in the world, taking up shelf space, getting people to think that they've got a better solution when really it's just marketing. And so I want to tease through that for our entire listenership and say most of the water brands out there are purely marketing. They aren't doing things to make the world better or provide a solution. And the thing I do like about box water is better connects to the fact that you are planting trees and that you're providing a different solution that is more mindful. And I think when we're continuing to put people in a situation, we want them to identify with a brand in order to supposedly make the world better by solving the plastic problem when really maybe those individuals should just use a reusable bottle. Yeah, I agree. Boy, that's so well put all the way around. And yes, the beaver water thing leaves me speechless. I mean, I gave you the link. You looked at their site. What did you think? I hope more consumers feel like me and don't spend any money on that. I hope they fail miraculously. Well, okay, good. I don't care if they're like, they're wrapping a bow on it and trying to do some good for the world, like make it a cause marketing thing, but it all comes across as BS to me. It's all BS. I hated them. I was just like, loved my skin crawling when I met them in person. And then again, just looking at the site after the fact. Well, as a father, and not even as a father, as a human, and as somebody who lives in, this is 2023. I mean, when you say this things to me, I'm like, okay, I guess in the 80s when we were morons, that was had a chance to succeed. But I can't even believe people are thinking this way in this day and age. After all we've gone through, I mean, all the way back to... My wife and I were just talking about the Me Too movement, which, gosh, is almost 10 years old now. I mean, it's longer than that. But the big I was talking to her about this water that you discovered and I showed her and she's like, I, it just it boggles the mind that this day and age people are still thinking like that. And again, I hope more consumers feel like you and me. And not only it fails, but even goes back and says, what are you doing? And also hope no retailer picks it up. And if a retailer picks it up, go to the retailer and say, what are you doing? You should not be carrying this because there are a million brands and too many brands nowadays. And I'll tell you, I mean, 10% of our you follow our feed on Instagram or, or comments, we, we always say haters are going to hate. There's about 10% of our comments are because we're not the best. We're still single use. There's still problems. Our cap was made out of Petro up until about two years ago when we finally figured out a way to make it plant-based. So we're not great, but we're, but we're better. And half the time, I want to say, say to the people who are writing us saying, gosh, I hope you're putting as much time and effort into writing Tide or writing these beaver guys or writing people who we're trying to do the best we can. There's people out there who are literally just trying to take advantage of the situation and say, hey, look at I'm doing this, but they're really not. So anyway, it super frustrates me when my mom used to say no good deed goes unpunished. I think now with social media, it becomes not only do you go unpunished, but you get publicized. Well, maybe I will send this episode to them after the fact and just say, Haters might hate. I have my reasons. And I really don't think that you should be out there trying to do this tongue in cheek messaging. It doesn't serve anybody. My goodness, it doesn't do I mean, everything that we've 
gone through with, with women's rights. And it just plants the wrong seed and sends the wrong message. And, and frankly, I mean, they're obviously trying to play off the, the success of liquid death. And death has done a great job of carving out this niche of irreverence and tongue in cheek. But there's other ways of doing what they're doing better without offending like 51% of the world's population. Yeah, I think our audience is likely to go check them out now. <laughs> so, well, just don't buy it, please. <laughs> just don't buy it. Instead, buy box water or, and again, vote. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention earlier that I think is cool, vote with companies that are doing this. So I'm going to give a plug right now. Alaska Airlines has gotten rid of all their plastic bottles. They've gone to boxed water. Here's how ubiquitous this is. So they hand out these little 250 milliliter bottles that you've seen when you're on a plane. Guess how much plastic they go through one little bottle at a time in a year. They go through 1.3 million pounds of plastic every year, just one little bottle at a time. So they came to us. They've switched to us. I can't tell you, but they're spending upwards to a million dollars more because we're more expensive than plastic. But they're doing it because it's the right thing. Their consumers are, are going, we're the actually second most posted thing on their feed now. Business moving people and people are talking about the box as opposed to plastic. Huge groundswell. So it goes back to... If you come back, if a company spends more money, it doesn't look good on the balance sheet, but the consumers come back and say, my God, thank you, thank you for doing what you're doing. I'm going to use you more than the other person. That is the incentive that, get, that makes change. That's when change happens and other airlines get on board. And it is a million pounds every year. It's, it's a lot of plastic that you never even think about because it's this big. Well, I think having us all make an impact is really where we need to be focused. So I'm going to do something for my listeners, for anybody who does share this episode, and that could just be the link on your social media, but tag hashtag better planet and hashtag care more be better. I am going to enter you into a contest to win a beautiful double walled bottle that I make with Care More Be Better so that I can send that to you. And I think I want to do five. So that's a total of five. Each of them cost me about $20 to make, but they're beautiful bottles and they just have a logo for Care More Be Better on them with a simple message to say that it's important to care about social impact, sustainability and regeneration. So hashtag better planet to touch on you and hashtag care more be better with this episode share. And perhaps you even have box water with you so you can plant two trees and be entered to win a water bottle. How kind. That's very nice of you. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm personally most active on Instagram and Facebook. So I would say sadly the meta platform, but if you post it anywhere, I track those things and we will head forward from there. Yes. So once a month we go online, we count up the number of boxes we see. So we will also come back to you and see how many we've got. And frankly, yeah, we will be sharing this. We don't need the can. We don't need the refillable. <laughs> but we'll be sharing this as well across our feed so that we get more people to hear this message. I think it's important. Gosh, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so much fun. I wanted to offer you a couple of questions as we prepare to wrap. One is, I like to offer my guests the opportunity to paint a picture of the better, more sustainable world that you hope to create and part through your work or even just on a personal level. Like, What is the future that you want to see? Oh my gosh. I say this flippantly, but it's true. I'd like to be out of business. I, honest to gosh, wish that there's a day where people all are walking around with their refillables and that there is no water aisle because I think it's crazy. And so that's from a micro point of view. But I think from a macro point of view, I want to see a day where 
it's not just about water, it's about everything. Because when you start digging down, I know you have, you start going down the rabbit hole. I don't want clamshells. I don't want blueberries and clamshells. I don't want a roll of plastic bags to put my apples in. I don't need a bag to put my apples in. I can just put it in my little cart and I can put it on the weigher and I can buy it and I'm going to wash it at home anyway. So stop pushing this stuff on me because I've become this robot, this automatron who's just grabbing the plastic and putting the apples in and going. I grew up in a time when when smoking was okay. And now in the world I live in, if you see somebody smoking a cigarette, you go, you should know better. You say it to yourself, but you really shouldn't be smoking. You should know better than that. I want to have a day where that happens across the board when people are using plastic bottles, when people are using plastic bags. And I see that day because, again, the younger generation, they're the ones who are pushing this chain. And then I'll do one more thing because this is the other big thing that I that drives me nuts. I want to see a day where the recycling industry is, let's say, subsidized so that it's not a profit margin whether you recycle a bottle or not. The biggest issue right now that we face when I talk about 64% of Americans live where there's, you talk to these recycling companies and they say, well, it's not profitable because I have to take it and then I have to resell it, especially with plastic. Since there's so much out there, it doesn't make sense. It's a lot cheaper for me just to throw it away. I step back and I think to myself, when you think about the national interest, we subsidize Amtrak, we subsidize the Postal Service, we subsidize the tobacco industry. I mean, to me, it's really not that much of a stretch to say, hey, let's help then subsidize this industry so everything does get recycled and it's not 5% of what we make. And cans, 35 to 45% of cans, after decades of us talking about recycling cans, it's still only 35 to 45% of our being recycled. Half of them aren't even being recycled. So part of it, it's not people. People want to recycle. This this infrastructure of an industry that we've created where it's not profitable for the hauler to actually turn it around and get it recycled. So I'm sorry, I, this is probably way longer than you wanted, but No, I think that this touches on the overall issue we have with packaging. And really, the reality should be that the manufacturer themselves has a stake in making sure that the end life of their product is responsible. So we get thinking in a way of cradle as opposed to cradle to grave with the grave just being landfill. So if you have another secondary use, if we get to the world where we refill things, just go spend time in Germany and you'll see the norm there. You might get your Pellegrino water bottle, just as an example. It's in glass. And then when you're done with it, you take it back to the store for a redemption value that's significant enough that people just automatically return them. And so you return them to the store, you get that back with your grocery bill, or maybe at the end of your shopping visit, it might be something like 6 or $7 that you could spend on groceries, that it's all part of that redemption value. I'm doing that now with the milk that we buy. I don't buy milk anymore for me, but my husband still likes dairy. And so I just get the local Strauss Farms glass bottle. And each of those has a redemption value of, I think, three fifty dollars or something like that, right? So we, when I have six or seven of them, I return them to the store and get that credited towards my grocery bill. We need to move in a direction where that is more the norm again. We're seeing consistent reuse of packaging. And even we produce something like I do in my work life for Orlo Nutrition. This is a Miron Violet glass bottle. It's quality. We create it with quality so that in the end, the consumer can keep it, refill it, reuse it. And when it reaches end of life, if they wanted to 
repurpose this as like a little jar for their flowers or something like that, you could do that. And worst case scenario, recycle it. And so you're thinking through the entire life of something as opposed to the short term in which it's in your hands and of use. And so I think that's where all of our thinking needs to go. The diehards out there like me might be saving your running shoes to later donate so they become high school tracks. But most people aren't doing that and most of those shoes end up in garbage landfills. So if we can think through each of these industries or just the things that we consume and start to really envision that if something leaves our home at curbside, it's likely ending up in garbage. And so if we can change how we think about it and then invite less junk into our homes, this means doing two things, consuming less and consuming mindfully. And I think that's the end of the story. I don't necessarily want to see boxed water, like run yourselves out of business. I personally don't think that's very likely at this stage, but perhaps one day you pivot to some new reusable bottle and it's foldable and it can end up in your purse or in your notebook or whatever and be your water bottle on the go. And it's still boxed water is better. Or yeah. I mean, so one of the things again, down the road is biodegradable. We're still not biodegradable. I would love to get to a point where we are. Well, and that's hard to do because of shelf life. So. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I mean, I've just been on the manufacturing side enough to understand the challenges that you face. And when it seems like, oh, it's just be so simple. Well, (laughs) actually, there's so many things that stand in the way of a product succeeding that way. But I love the heart. I love the intention. I look forward to staying connected to you, Rob. And I just want to thank you for your time today. As we get into this closed section, I just offer you the floor one last time. If there's a question I haven't asked that you wish I had or a closing thought that you'd like to leave our audience with. Thank you for the time. I, you can tell that I'm very passionate about this, and I hope at least we've educated and gotten some people interested. I encourage everybody, and this is not a pitch, but go to boxedwaterisbetter.com because we take a lot of time to put together blogs and articles and facts. We've done a whole life cycle, an ISO certified life cycle analysis that talks about our full carbon footprint as well as ozone depletion. We are serious about looking at the mirror and seeing the blemishes we have and, and also showing education educating people because we truly believe that my goodness if you know what you're doing all we're really asking you to is to move your hand when you go to a store just move it six inches to the right and choose paper over non-renewable material so again if you have a curious soul we try to pack as much factual information our lawyers won't let us do anything else but as much factual information on the plastic pollution problem more information about aluminum and as well as a full life cycle analysis of the pros and cons of, of, of our product as well as our, our process. And then please plant two trees because <laughs> that's the easiest thing you'll ever do. <laughs> well, thank you, Rob, again for that reminder. And just for our audience to recap that, if you use the hashtag betterplanet while also having a boxed water picture and you tag hashtag care more be better, not only will you plant two trees, but you will be entered to win one of my reusable bottles for Care More Be Better. They're double walled, they're beautiful, easy to take on the go. And I noticed too that they fit in that side pocket in my backpack really easily, unlike some of the wider ones. So I hope that everyone will enjoy that. So here's the bottle. It just simply has the logo on the front, Care More Be Better with a design I created. And then it just says caremorebebetter.com on the side with a social impact and sustainability podcast. Listen, join the community, act. I mean, that's really my message, right? 
So yeah, I've had this one for about well, the better part of two years now. Held up really well. I've dropped it several times. It still isn't dented. So this is double walled steel and coated. Yeah. It's beautiful. And my gosh, if I'm not mistaken, that's like a $80 value if you were to buy something like that. They're not cheap. Now it's like I'm hawking goods on late night TV. We've bought, our family has bought bottles like that in the past. And I think it was like $59 to $69. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're not inexpensive, but they're printed directly on. And so I have them made periodically and I'm just happy to be able to share them as part of this conversation so people can remember to hydrate responsibly and also look back on this episode and what you're doing at Boxwater is, I think, better than other companies. So I'm putting Putting my endorsement out there. I won't criticize my husband coming home with a bunch of box water on the floor of his truck. <laughs> it's better than it being filled up with plastic. Could you imagine? So Yes. You know, I'd be walking down a different aisle to divorce in that case. <laughs> Some people may remember from prior experiences with me when I went to trade shows and they didn't have good recycling, I would literally bring an empty suitcase and come home with our plastic refuse so that I could could at least recycle it at home. And so I'm one of those militants. And <laughs> yeah, no, God bless you. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, now so many of those trade shows have gotten better at what they're doing, but just always would break my heart to even take a plastic supplement bottle and just see that it was just being disposed of in the trash when you were done with it. It's just gross. So it's gross. And it's, it's gross for me when I see people not going out of their way. I mean, it's again, it's so easy to put it in the recycle bin. And sometimes it's right next to it. Yeah. <laughs> like... You know, you just want, and I've never done it, but I actually, I've never seen anybody, I've seen the aftermath, but I feel like the parent would come out of me and come out of me and say, you, you know, start shaking. What are you doing? You should know better. Well, approach those moments with a little bit of grace. I have told this story before on another podcast, but beach cleanups are something I do routinely. I think that people just need to be a little more mindful when they go on vacation to beaches, but I can almost always tell who the tourists are because they tend to just like leave their trash. Like they expect someone's employed to come pick it up after the fact. And so I have just been the one to gently nudge them in the direction by saying, I'm going to the trash can over there. Would you like me to take that too. <laughs> to just be gentle reminder instead of judgment, I think is a good thing. And because people, if they feel criticized, they're less likely to absorb that they may have done something wrong anyway. They'll just get angry. Defensive nature will come up as opposed to being open to what you're suggesting. Yeah. And at any rate, I just want to say again, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for joining me today, Rob. Thank you. I appreciate you. To learn more about Rob's work with Boxed Water is Better, visit BoxedWaterIsBetter.com. As always, you can visit our show notes for direct links to everywhere that they are active. And when you visit CareMoreBeBetter.com, you'll find so much more, including complete transcripts for this episode, expanded show notes, and bonus features that you won't find anywhere else. And while I might leave that link to Beaver Water out, I'm sorry, I do not want to benefit their SEO. You'll also find links and additional resources that we mentioned during today's episode. While you're visiting my website, please sign up for our newsletter. Subscribers will receive a welcome gift, which is our five-step guide to get organized, inspire your activism. It can also serve as a great project management tool, so it doesn't have to be exclusively for that activistic path. If you have feedback or want to suggest a future guest on this show, please send me an email or leave me a voicemail directly from the site too. 
Just click that contact button or tap the microphone icon in the bottom right-hand corner and you can leave me a message, review it before you send it, and click send. Thank you, listeners and watchers, now and always, for being part of this pod and this community, because together we really can do so much more. We can care more. We can be better. We can even solve our plastic pollution problem, clean our waterways, and return ecosystems to health. Thank you, now and always. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to Care More, Be Better, a podcast for social good. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And share with your friends to help us reach more people and spread more social good.